It's our uh, Badger Insider, RJ. Morning, Arj. Morning, guys. How's it going? Uh, I am doing awesome, RJ. Thanks for asking. I mean, we had a uh, Paul Bunyan axe return where it should be. We had a Packer win, and the Bucks are filthy good. So uh, not a little bad sports weekend here in Wisconsin. No, not at all. And, uh, you know, there was a text that went out from the field uh, to order the the score plate uh, for the trophy case and uh, get the new score etched in on the uh, the axe. So that was done with about a minute left to go in the game. I found out from a buddy of mine. Wow! But uh, yeah, so it was. It's a good feeling when you when you find that kind of stuff out. Where it's just like, oh yeah, no, well I didn't what? wait till I got. Oh, we did that. It's like, hell yeah. Well, RJ, I'm looking at this. This is back from August where ESPN's, the FPI, the football percentage index, gave Wisconsin, this is on August 30th, gave Wisconsin a, according to ESPN Stats and Info, gave Wisconsin a 1.5% chance to win the Big Ten. Now, they obviously have a big hurdle on Saturday night. They're a 17-point underdog. But, you know, we put this on a Twitter poll. What was the bigger surprise? Badgers in the Big Ten Championship game or the Packers clinching a winning record? Uh, go back to the beginning of the season where it was all the Nebraska love fest. And then it was, man, Iowa's got a couple, two or three first-round draft picks. And maybe Wisconsin's third or fourth best team in the Big Ten West. How surprised are you that they are back in this game? Uh, I mean, we talked about it at the beginning of the season. Um Nobody out of you, me, and Evo and Nelson thought Nebraska was going to be contending for the West at all. Uh, the media somehow just loves Scott Frost, and now he's putting out press conferences that say they'll say there's losers on this team, and uh, that's why we're not winning. So, you know, he's just throwing everybody and anybody under the bus other than himself as a coach. <laughs> so that's, that's a real good look. Uh, yeah, Iowa. That, that's who we ultimately said it was going to come down to, uh, Wisconsin or Iowa. And Minnesota popped up there with one of the weakest schedules in the country. And, I mean, I don't know if they went into that game Saturday, like, thinking the game was already won. Uh, but after the first quarter, that's, that's how it kind of looked. Uh, you know, Tanner uh, Morgan is a good quarterback. Those receivers weren't making the circus catches they were. Uh, in a bunch of other games, much like the loss to, to Iowa. And uh, Wisconsin just utterly dominated when Minnesota sold out to stop Jonathan Taylor. Everybody else stepped up. We saw them stretch the field. We saw them get to the outside. It, it, it's odd that it took until your final regular season game to see what we had been talking about all year. Why are we just keeping trying to go up the middle with Jonathan Taylor all this time, just to force something to try to get him a number. At some point you have to say, no, we're trying to win this. And we saw the kind of firepower Wisconsin can have uh, against a lesser defense. And even though Minnesota has a bunch of takeaways, I mean, they were playing third and fourth string quarterback. RJ, how awesome was it to see Cone unleashed hooking up with Quintez Cephas and just the air assault in the snowstorm? Did, did, did you feel validated with all we were talking about Alicia and Cohen? Yeah, and you had guys like uh, Mason uh, Stocky uh, doing little fullback, camping out in the middle of the field, catching passes for 10 yards. 
uh, you're you're involving Cephas deep like you did in the first game uh, and uh, uh, the first the non-conference games. Uh, it, it was just awesome to see not being able to like be like, oh well, here's another run, here's a run, here's a run. Oh, third and whatever. Oh, oh, here's a run. <laughs> but you you saw the screen, the tight end screen, uh, the running back screen. Uh, wheel routes come back. All of a sudden, like the the offense just became more dynamic after the first quarter. I think they were really trying to test things out with Minnesota that first quarter to see they were really just going to stay stacked in a box no matter what, and they did. And uh, the second quarter through the fourth quarter, uh, Wisconsin exploited that. What at one point in time, twelve plays in the third uh, third quarter, and they resulted in. 21 points or something like that. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if that rolled over into the fourth quarter, but, I mean, yeah, you had two drives of under under eight plays total, and you put up 14 points to start that second half. I mean, uh, we saw what we should have seen against Illinois, uh, what we should have seen against Northwestern. Uh, I'm not sure we can really say anything about what, we saw against the Ohio State the first time. But, I mean, this team, if you run that offense versus Illinois, uh, this team has one loss heading into the, the Big Ten Championship game. Well, and visiting with our Badger insider, RJ. So now we get to the uh, Big Ten Championship game, RJ. And I, I love Nelson's enthusiasm, but I'm going to leave out any talk of, of college football playoff at this point. Let's just focus on the game and how do they not – repeat what happened in Columbus in October and, and somehow I don't know if you even win this game is the goal or to just keep it within the 17 but like how do they compete with Ohio State on Saturday night you know I we saw the defense get tired I think after you know the second half after that the touchdown uh Ohio State just started stopping Wisconsin and Wisconsin didn't have an answer they weren't trying other stuff uh, you know, they uh, you had a Jake Ferguson single blocks on Chase Young, which, I mean, nobody does. I mean, you don't even have an t- offensive tackle single blocking him right now. And yet, you know, it there's just some odd things that happened in that game. And, you know, I'm, I'm all for one to always say there's always a chance, but, I mean, all these people who were watching Wisconsin celebrate and responded with, well, good luck getting your butts kicked uh, next weekend. You know what? That's next weekend. Let them revel in what uh, <laughs> what their thing was. And you know, I don't know if Ohio State's the, the best team in the country right now. They're certainly a coin flip away from being it. But, uh, I mean, they're the best team I have ever seen in the country so far this year just – I mean, they're blowing everybody out except Penn State, you know? And it, it's hard to see a win this coming weekend. But I think if we see a Wisconsin offense open up a little more like it did, uh, I think you have a better chance of keeping it closer than uh, what we saw uh, a month ago. 
All right, so you mentioned Penn State, and that's the other big piece of this. And I think it's like, you know, Alabama two years getting into the college football playoff without playing even in the conference championship game. On a lesser scale, it's the same thing with Penn State where there's a, you know, a thought that, you know, they'll get to the Rose Bowl by not playing Saturday night because Ohio State's going to, you know, crush Wisconsin, and then Penn State will leapfrog Wisconsin in the polls. I said on Friday – I think that Paul Bunyan's axe not only should have been for the axe in the Big Ten West, it should be for the Rose Bowl, regardless of what happened Saturday night. But I mean, Wisconsin, not only do they have to compete against Ohio State, they have to compete against the rankings because the Rose Bowl, RJ, is going to be decided by who ultimately is, is ranked higher, assuming you know Ohio State wins the game. Right. Um, and you just got to hope Wisconsin makes a big enough jump because uh, I, I assume they'll jump Penn State here. Uh and become the next highest uh, Big Ten team in that college football playoff ranking. And, you know, I I don't foresee a scenario where they get punished that much. Because, I mean, if Ohio State's still the number one team in the country, that has to be taken into account. And I liked how um, in the broadcast they were talking about how week in, week out, they start with a clean slate. They don't take into account the previous college football week's playoff ranking. And that's complete and utter crap. None, nonsense. If that's the case, Georgia should not be in the top ten. They lost to a 4-8 and eight team. Dabo Sweeney brought up a good point in his press conference, and it's awesome to see somebody finally say it. If they lost to South Carolina, they are out of it. Georgia loses to South Carolina, a 4-8 and eight team, and people are finding ways to keep them at number four and almost guarantee the SEC a spot in the college football playoffs. So glad somebody finally said it and somebody more qualified to say it than I, but uh, uh, it's glad I'm glad that's out there. But the response from the media is what a bizarre rant at the end of the game. (laughs) Uh, that's the problem. What a bizarre right. rant. Hey, uh, before I let you go, and it's, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on it because the football is the story, but uh, any chance you're given uh, the, the basketball team Wednesday night at NC State? I mean, after what we saw last week, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say must win in December, but, man, you lose this game, you get to 4-4 four and four to start Big Ten play. I mean, they really got to find a way, RJ, to go on the road and pull this win out on Wednesday night, don't they? Oh, absolutely. Uh you know, as long as you don't shoot 7% from uh, the three-point line. RJ, 7.1%, come on. Oh, sorry, sorry. You know, in, in my uh, in my finance classes, you got to round to the nearest whole percent. Oh, okay, so, my bad. Yeah, I, forgot, I forgot you were going to school right now. My bad, my bad. <laughs> so anything under 0.5, yeah, i got to take down to 7%. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, – you just got to hope they shoot better. <laughs> yes, that, that's it. it. I mean – at that point, I mean, that's not coaching. Uh, I mean, you're missing open shots. At some point, that's talent, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not, not too sure. But uh, there's it's, it's odd that a team can, you know, just go lights out one, one day against Marquette and the next day turn around and can't find, you know, the rim at all. Uh, can't find the nylon. Can't find... I mean, insert cliche I'm here. They, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised they found their way off the bench to check in and step on the court. That's 
That's what they look like. Out RJ, you got to put your hand in the cookie jar, okay? <laughs> well, uh, study hard, RJ. I look forward to visiting with you on Friday and uh, having our uh, game day predictions for uh, the Big Ten Championship game. Sounds good. We will see you then, guys. See Thank you, buddy. you buddy. There he is, our Bye. Badger Insider, RJ. Happy 36th birthday to the GOAT, Aaron Rodgers, celebrating a birthday today, the quarterback for your Green Bay Packers, Aaron Charles Rodgers, born on this day in 1983 in Chico, California. Happy 36th birthday to number 12, the quarterback of your Green Bay Packers. Yeah, have a uh, extra scoop of that avocado ice cream for your birthday, Rogers. Probably a sugar-free cake. What do you think kind of cake Rogers is? Um, yeah, maybe some like protein powder or something. Maybe some like celery frosting. Well, it got me thinking, and let me ask you guys this. If you want to put up a poll, I'd love it, Ebo. In honor of Aaron Rodgers' 36th birthday, do you believe Aaron Rodgers will win another Super Bowl? Ooh. Does he have one left in him? Does he have multiple left in him, or has time? Ooh. Like it is for everybody else not named Tom Brady, Father Time is undefeated. Undefeated. Well, you know, Rodgers gets a win yesterday. You know who was defeated, though? Tom Brady. The Patriots lost yesterday, didn't they, to the Texans? Oh, they did. Yeah, they did. Uh, But Tom Brady, I'm just saying, people who have won a Super Bowl at past 36, and you could include Peyton Manning in that list as well, although that was more of the Bronco defense than anything else. But uh, the notion of Aaron Rodgers is on the back nine, the fourth quarter, whatever sports metaphor you want to use, of his career. Uh, Do you believe... Today, Aaron Rodgers celebrating his 36th birthday. Does he have another Super Bowl title in him? Yes or no? All right, I'm putting it out there, Ma. Ma's um, me and I would say, I mean, not that, you know, it wouldn't be more about the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Again, the three best examples I can give, all guys who have played in a Super Bowl past the age of 36, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, and Tom Brady. You know, Brees obviously came up short, but he was right there. Uh, Brady and Manning have both won Super Bowls. Breeze has won an MVP past the age of 36. So you've had three contemporaries here in the last five years that have been right there or won it that are Aaron Rodgers' age right now or older. Because what do we hear, Ebo, every offseason, every time that Packers play that final either regular season or playoff game, what do we hear? The window's closing. There's another year gone by, another year We don't have a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Well, what is today? It's his birthday. So I thought it'd be the perfect day to ask the question. uh, Does Aaron Rodgers have another Super Bowl win in him here today as we celebrate his 36th birthday? I'll put it out there, man, right now. And I think, yes. Yes, he will. He's too well, good not to. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I again, and I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is one of the all-time greats. I, so is Tom Brady. So is Peyton Manning. So is Drew Brees. I mean, Nelson, you would agree that uh, all three of those guys – were maybe kind of in the same spot that Rodgers was to start this season, right? I mean, man, the Colts draft Andrew Luck. Does Manning have a job? He ends up in Denver. Uh, Brady had been nearly a decade between Super Bowls. He's 35. You got Jimmy Garoppolo. They're saying this is it. Uh, Drew Brees hadn't even been into the playoffs in four years 
and they're saying this is it. So, I mean, there there been uh, there been plenty of opportunities, Nelson, right, to say that there's plenty of time for Rodgers based on what Breeze, Brady, Manning all did. And I think there was very similar talk about those three at this time in their career, right? Well, obviously, without having another major injury, I think, what, probably after this season he has four more left in him? Uh, yeah, I would say that. Put him to 40. Yeah, I would take that, that. Put him. He said he wants to play into his 40s. So assuming, let's just say 40, that gives him this year, which very well could be a Super Bowl year, and four more. So that gives him, Ebo, under Nelson's math, that would give him five shots. Yep. Assuming he plays out the life of this contract, and he could very well sign another one. But let's just say he's, he honors the commitment of this current contract. That would give him this season and four more, and it would take him to his 40th birthday. Now, let me ask you guys, does he have a better shot at winning a Super Bowl this year than next year when you look at the head coaches and their track record of rookie head coaches their That's first year point. compared to their second year? Look at Nagy. Um, oh, look at McVay. I mean, it's third Mc... year, but, I mean, yeah, to your point, and some of the you know some of these other coaches who came in last year, you know, Frank Reich, uh, obviously you have the Andrew Luck situation. But I think yes. you have to look at your rosters, though. Like, the Bears roster definitely got worse from last year, and Mitchell Trubisky took a step back. Yep. I don't think you see that type of regression or variance in a, in a veteran like Aaron Rodgers, but at the same time, I don't think the Packers roster gets worse next year. I know. I only Could see you say the Packers better. roster will get better? Right. Yeah. And the one yeah. thing with the, the comparison. and Sorry, but for the Rams, you can't tell me the roster got better when you offered Clay Matthews over $8 million a year. <laughs> well, the Rams, they just, they're different thing. They, they just tried to buy their way out of it. You know, they, they're giving, you know, every veteran guy millions of dollars. They're trying to buy their way into the Super Bowl. Where are the Packers? I give Clay Matthews $8 to play on my flag team. <laughs> Yeah, we know you're not a big fan of Clay, but um, no, I mean, the difference, Ebo, to, and Nelson, to your guys' point about the Bears is you're absolutely right, is the Bears went all in last year with Khalil Mack, and now they're kind of paying the price, and oh, by the way, Trubisky, because they traded up to get him. <laughs> so the Bears don't have many, they didn't have any draft picks last year, they don't have very many this year. So the Bears, we had this question many a times, would you rather be the Packers who don't maybe have as good of a roster going into the season, but have way more flexibility as far as draft picks and salary cap, or the Bears, who clearly to start the season had a better roster, but they didn't have as no, as many draft picks or money to go in free agency. What did Green Bay do? They go in free agency and get Preston and Zadarius Smith and Adrian Amos. What do they do in the draft? They get Darnell Savage. They, they've gotten five, six starters, whereas the Bears basically went into this season with the exact same team they had last year. And again, that team was twelve and four last year. The Packers yeah. were six, nine, and one. But as you see it right now, clearly the Packers are a better team than the Bears. So, to answer the question, would is this your Rogers' best chance to win, or will Lafleur and Rogers build? You know, will they have a run here of four or five years of winning? A lot of that would be up to Gutekunst as well. True, and I think um, I think it all hinges obviously on Aaron Rodgers' health. Like if Aaron Rodgers yeah. can keep doing what he's doing, you can cover up a lot of. Warts. I think we've seen that through the majority of his career with the, you know, Ted Thompson was good at what he did up until, what did you say, Ted started falling off, 2015? Gutekunst has a, you know, still has kind of a mess to clean up, and you don't have a clear-cut number two. I know Alan Lazard had a bunch of yardage yesterday, but what, he only had three catches for a, yes. over 100-some yards? And think about this with Lazard. If Aminius St. Brown did not get hurt, he's probably – not on this roster because he only made right. the practice squad because they got to put him on IR. Think about if you cut Alan Lazard. You wouldn't have any receiver behind Devontae Adams. No. So thankful for that injury. 
Yeah. I mean, would you still have traded Trevor Davis? Does it matter? I don't think it really. I mean, like that, that you know, that that goes to the whole back to the Gutekunst thing. I mean, this this past this prior offseason, he went all in on the defense, right? He put all his money as far as free agency and the draft. I mean, first three draft picks, defense. Every single guy he signed in free agency, defense. I would assume that it's going to be the exact opposite this upcoming offseason. Every dollar he spends in free agency and every draft pick, at least the ones that matter, the first two or three rounds will be offensive, you know, wide receivers, tight ends, offensive linemen. So the question then becomes, all right, you have a pretty good team right now. You have a team that, you know, oh, I don't think they're the Super Bowl favorite this year, is certainly going to be in the playoffs. And if you're in the playoffs, you have pretty good odds of making the Super Bowl because you only six teams in the NFC make the make the playoffs. So if assuming the Rodgers and the Packers make the playoffs, which I think they're going to this year, they have a one in six chance of making the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. So if the question is, will Aaron Rodgers ever make a Super Bowl? You could start with this year because I think we all agree this is a playoff team this year. Oh, it totally is. You boy, boys, I just it just dawned on me. I just looked at my Facebook on this day in history. Can anything top a year ago for Aaron Rodgers' birthday present? The firing of Mike McCarthy. It happened. He got fired on his birthday. Mike McCarthy was wow. fired this day in history. Last year, December 2nd. Wow. Does Aaron Rodgers, could anything top that birthday present for Aaron <laughs> Rodgers? I mean, if, if you believe Aaron Rodgers was uh, behind it. Let's just state the facts. I'm, I'm a highly successful NFL head coach. I'm looking at my Facebook on this day in history. Here it is. The, the, I went to this game. I should have jumped. Also on this day in history in 2016, the inventor of General Sow's chicken died. <laughs> what a day. Wow. Big day in your life. Rogers' favorite birthday, food and your McCarthy coach. fired, and the, the inventor of my favorite food, dead. Yeah, it was a tough day for you last year. I should have given you I'm going to get some General Sauce chicken for lunch today, yeah, I think, in honor, my boy. Honor. Uh, all right, 608-321-1670. Aaron Rodgers turns 36 today. The question, do you believe Aaron Rodgers has another Super Bowl run in him in his career, whether he plays one year, four years, five years, the life of this contract, whether he finishes out this contract and says at 40, I didn't win, but I've been to two NFC championship games. And at 40, Brady is still going at 43 that Rogers at 40 says I'm not done yet. So how much do you think the clock is ticking on Aaron Rodgers? How, how, how much of a shot do you think he has to play in a Super Bowl, another Super Bowl before his career comes to an end? I mean, the windows, the windows aren't opening anymore. If anything is sliding down a little bit. But is it? Did the floor kind of put a little jam in it, though? Stop it from sliding down? Yeah, I mean, and he said it, um, you know, in that interview after the game yesterday. He said, look, we haven't, you know, we're talking about, you know, clinching a above 500 record. And basically what that did yesterday, didn't mathematically, but for all intents and purposes, it clinched a playoff, you know, spot for the Packers. And Rodgers said, look, we haven't had a meaningful football game in December in three years. Mm -hmm. And he's right. I mean, two years ago... With this disaster, you know, statistically not Oof. great. I'll tell you that much. And then last year, whether it was McCarthy, whether it was Rodgers, whether it was the roster or all of the above, um, they were out of it by this time last year. So, yeah, to your point, Ebo, the Packers haven't played a meaningful football game in December in three years. Feels good. So, yeah, how much does that give you hope that there will be another Super Bowl? Because, yeah, I, I if I would have asked this question, if we would have put this Twitter poll up, Six months ago, 
I would say the odds, the percentages are pretty low that you would be voting yes. The question is now that you've seen a nine and three start to this season, you've seen a, an off season where a GM has done very well with his draft and free agents. You've seen a head coach that at least this far looks like he's is legitimate. Uh, Rogers is probably top five right now in the MVP discussion. How much have you changed your opinion between now, you know, and uh, maybe six months ago? Or if I, I bet if we were to put this Twitter poll up six months ago, it maybe be what twenty percent. Oh yeah, it, would say would yes. Rogers has sure. another Super Bowl in him. I mean, this hope springs eternal after this year, right? I mean, they're going to have a winning record. They're going to the playoffs. You got to be thinking it's coming up as a Packers fan, as a as a cheese head. You're thinking it's happening this year, Joe. All right, right again, Aaron Rodgers turning 36 today. Do you think he has another Super Bowl in him? 608-321-1670. Gavin, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Hey, boys. How are we feeling this morning? What's up, buddy? Dude, what a weekend, Gavin. Oh, man, a good weekend, Ebo. Double up on the win. Is there... um, yeah, it's it's it was a great weekend. Hey, I, I do think that Rodgers will get back to another Super Bowl. Um, I don't think it's going to be this year, guys. I think there's still a few too many holes on this team. Um, they got some things to, to shore up. I, I'm not sure, Joe, if there's going to be a lot of spending this upcoming off season. I think, you know, Goody put a lot of money on the defensive side. Um, I do absolutely think that they're going to draft for the offense. It's a really, really good wide receiver class. Mm-hmm. Um, they are going to give Jimmy Graham off the books at about 11 million bucks. So that'll be nice. Um, I do think they focus on offense. There's a few things they have to clean up. Special teams is a huge one, guys. Um, they're terrible. That, yeah. When, when you play really good teams, um, you know, that, that, sh- that shows up. And in the playoffs, I'm still afraid that that special teams is going to haunt them in some way. But um, I do think they'll get back. I think they're definitely trending in the right direction, guys. Um, and and uh, last night, fellas, I, I was uh, watching that game. Joe, um, Deshaun Watson, that, that guy's a really good quarterback. I heard something about the Bears having the chance to draft him. <laughs> yeah, and, and Patrick Mahomes, both. Yeah, that happened, right, Gav? I, I don't know. Joe, can you tell me more about that? Guys, yes. have a good day. Yes. Thank, you. Thank you, Gavin. That would have been uh, four years ago in the draft where the Bears had the third pick, but inexplicably traded up for the second pick to draft Mitchell that Trubisky. Happened, right? And Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes went 11-12 and 12 that year. Huh. I believe uh, Patrick Mahomes has won the MVP, and Deshaun Watson will probably finish third or fourth, I'm going to guess, well, in the MVP he just beat this the Patriots? year. And he just beat uh, the Patriots last night. That's a good huh. point, Gavin. It is our Monday visit with Badger head wrestling coach Chris Bono. Morning, coach. You make it back safe and sound from Iowa City? Yeah, we made it back late last night so uh, or early this morning. So we're back up at it, ready to ready to get better. Well, obviously, uh, coach, a, a tough night going up against the top-ranked Hawkeyes. You know, we talked about it last night. We knew it was uh, was going to be tough. Uh, game nationally televised, you know, or a match nationally televised on the Big Ten Network. Uh, obviously, it didn't go your your way. What was your takeaway from the duel last night? Um, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a real good performance by us, but you know, we were, um, we were in a lot of matches, you know, and, uh, uh, when your big gun goes down early in the, early in the match and Seth Gross, you know, the kind of the momentum was, uh, was taken out of the team and, uh, you know, it, it is what it is, right? We got to learn from it and get better. Visiting with Badger head wrestling coach, Chris Bono. Yeah. That, that matchup, the second one of the night at, uh, at 133 pounds coach was kind of the featured match, you know, one versus two, the kid from Iron rank second and our guy, 
uh, number one. Did, I mean, you, you talked about taking the arrow. Does that does that kind of feed into the bench, you know, where you have your number one guy coming in red hot, you know, just won that tournament, qualified for the Olympic trials, feeling pretty good, and, and to lose like that maybe maybe kind of set you guys back a bit? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's like, any, it's, in an, uh, it's like any other sport, you know. There's a lot of momentum. Uh, and when you walk into, um, you know, someone else's arena and there's, you know, 12,000 people in there and, uh, you know, you go out there and, uh, and, and get upset, um, the momentum, the momentum is uh, unbelievable, right? The energy in that place is unbelievable. And then when something goes their way real quick, um, the energy, uh, you know, gets sapped right out of your team and your lineup. And I think that's what kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of hurt us a little bit right there. But, um, you know, uh, the guys will respond, they'll get better and uh, we'll be back on track here shortly. Well, I will say this for a positive, Coach. I was at the uh, the National Middle School duels. They were in, in Middleton yesterday, and a bunch of guys were leaving before the last round. So, look, we got one round left. They said we got to go catch the bus because there was a coach bus full of about 250 Badger fans heading down to, to Carver Hawkeye. So, I will say at least the excitement was there. You, there was there had to be a lot of red in the crowd last night because I know a ton of people from from our area were going down to watch the meet last night. Yeah, there were. It was amazing. You know, we had our uh, we had our one win, and it was uh, it was nice to hear actually a crowd cheer. It wasn't just straight silence. So our fans are great. They're on board. Um, they're behind us, and uh, you know we're we're excited, right? This isn't the end of the world. Our goals are still in front of us. Um, you know, we're going to see these guys a couple more times, and then uh, and we're going to get better. It's December. We got we got to keep getting better every day, and look forward to our next competition. Well, uh, visiting with Badger head wrestling coach Chris Bono. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, what, what's your take, coach, on this? You know, you have Iowa obviously number one in December, and then you guys don't have another conference dual meet until January 10th when you go up to Minneapolis to take on the Gophers, and then it's you know big boy wrestling basically every Friday, every Sunday through the month of January and February. I mean, what's your take of having Iowa now and then kind of have a, having a month off? Would you rather go right back into it, or do you like the, the little bit of a break here before you get back into conference duels? Well, I, I, I actually like it. You know, the conference is so tough. Um, you know, basically the last seven out of our eight duels are all uh, conference matches, you know, and you're looking at wrestling the top ten teams every week. So uh, to get Iowa in the first semester is um, is good, right? I like it. And uh, it gives us uh, – it also will allow us for a week off uh, in that in that um, yeah, seven-week stretch of wrestling uh, our Big Ten schedule. So – uh, I like it. Plus, it's a huge measuring stick. You, you, you see where you are. Each individual sees where they are against a really good Iowa team and what it's going to take to be an All-American and what it's going to take to be a national champion. Um, you think you know, you know, until you, until you wrestle somebody that is isn't that is ranked in the top five, and now you really know what it's going to take to get there. Hey, Coach, i got to ask you, uh, did you host Thanksgiving for some of the wrestlers at your house, you said, last week? Yeah, we sure did. It was a it was an awesome time. We uh, we really enjoyed uh, you know having having the guys over. Anybody that didn't have a place to go or uh, you know people that live out of out of town uh, came on over. We had a great day and uh, really really enjoyed the guys. That's awesome, man. Were you like eyeing up anyone if they had to cut weight or make weight? Like we better eat another chicken leg uh, or a turkey that, leg or what? That, that, <laughs> all that all that cutting weight stuff is uh, it's kind of been eliminated by the NCA. So the guys had a great meal. They didn't wrapped away until Sunday. That's awesome. And um, it, it was it's good. It's it was really good. Well, and speaking of good, you know, the, I know, it, again, the, the match didn't go your coach, but, man, the atmosphere lived up to I mean, when, look, when you have two top five nationally ranked programs, you know, on, on the Big Ten Network, there's going to be hype. And, you know, again, for those who don't know or don't follow wrestling or maybe now are kind of starting to get into it, we, we, some of our listeners, I mean, Iowa City and Carver-Hawkeye, you know, that that's like the, uh, you know, the horseshoe or the the big house or, you know, Cameron Indoor. That's that's the big time. And, I mean, you saw it on TV. I mean, that, that place was packed last night. Just talk about the 
atmosphere when you guys walked in there for the introductions and and the first 125 bout of the evening? It was amazing. It, it lived up to its billing, you know, and that's and that's and that's what we do. Uh, that's why we're in this uh, in this game, you know. I told these guys, uh, you know what, get used to being in this type of atmosphere because that's where this program um, is heading. Uh, every match now should be like that. We're going to be a top five program consistently. Uh, we're getting there, and uh, you know, you guys better be ready to, to start wrestling in front of ten thousand people every duel meet uh, and, and get excited because uh, that's that's where we're heading and. Um, uh, that place lived up to it. They've got great fans, and I know that um, we're going to be able to build that here in the field house. We're going to make that field house a, a home field advantage and make it one of the toughest places in the country to wrestle. I love that. We're gonna, hey, we're going to do our part. You know, we're going to be there for for most of the home meets here coming up. Once once we get rolling the schedule, uh, Badger head coach Chris Bono with us. Uh, before I let you go, coach, uh, a trip down to, to Southern Illinois tournament. Now, to, to, who go? Do the starters go? The whole team go? Uh, for Badger fans watching, who can we expect to see on the mat this weekend? Yeah. It, it, uh, we're, not, we're not allowed to bring red shirts. It's an invitational. So, uh, actually, our red shirts are probably going to head to Parkside this weekend for an open tournament while we take – I think we can have 15 guys uh, enter this tournament. So, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we've got a meeting here shortly. We'll decide who our 15 guys are, and then we'll, uh, we'll bring them down. So, we'll be our starters and, and, any, and any other guys that have eligibility. No red shirts or, or anything like that. I love it. And uh, in any other, I mean, obviously you guys are a big national program. Who, who is, is there a big team or teams that uh, we should be keeping an eye on this weekend in this event? Yeah, Missouri. Missouri will be there. Michigan State's going to be there. I think Brown University, SIUE, um, and um, I think there's two other teams uh, that will be there. So it's, it's a good tournament. It's all Division One teams. And, uh, you know, you have to have so many Division One matches in order to qualify for the NCAA tournament. So we go down there, we get a bunch of quality Division One matches. And uh, and get back on the horse, you know. You got to get back on the horse and uh, and get ready to roll the seasons long. And we got we got to go down there and uh, and win some titles. Well, last I checked, Coach, they don't give out uh, you know All American uh, plaques in uh, December. That's in uh, the end of March. So uh, good news, there's plenty of time, and I know you'll get them coached up, my friend. Yeah, we will. We will. We've got great kids, so they'll they'll respond. And uh, you know, they, we're back to work early this morning. Um, the guys are the guys are uh, you know you got you got to have a short memory in this sport. If not, it'll eat you up. Well, thank awesome. you, buddy. Thanks, uh, best of luck this weekend, and hopefully we'll talk about a lot of uh, gold medals at the tournament uh, this week when you come back next Monday. All right. I look forward to it. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, man. Okay, have a great day. You too. There he is, uh, Badger head coach Chris Bono. Yeah, it was a tough one last night, but, dude, that Iowa, that place, man, that is no joke. They uh, they take wrestling to a whole nother level. They get they draw more people to their wrestling matches than they do their basketball games. That's and nuts. they put ma- wrestling matches on the football field at Kinnick Stadium. They get like sixty thousand people when they have an outdoor wrestling meet. That's uh, that's pretty cool. That man. is some pretty cool stuff. But uh, yes, Wisconsin right there. Seven nationally ranked wrestlers. They'll get it back. And uh, we'll, we'll again we'll be the we'll have our full schedule coming out pretty soon. Um, on um, on all the matches we're going to be down there for doing our uh, doing our, our pregame show. Since the loss to Seattle, because at that point it's five years ago, you're in your light thirties. You're still you're only a you know you're a, you're a reigning MVP. Uh, nobody's talking about that. That was going to be the last time you'd be in an NFC Championship game. But that was you know five years ago. Maybe what the Falcon. NFC Championship game three years ago. That's when we started using the window closing yeah, talk. Prob- yeah, probably. You missed out. You were one game away from the Super Bowl. At that point, you've got a 33, about to be 34-year-old Aaron Rodgers, which is maybe say the last three years 
this the talk of the window closing. Yeah, there's been Rogers. little murmurs of it here and there, but definitely to that NFC Championship. All right, so NFC here's my then way too early conspiracy theory Friday take on this question. The question, our Twitter poll at Zoe Madison, by the way, do you believe Aaron Rodgers will win another Super Bowl before he hangs it up? Should we have put in there, will he win another Super Bowl with the Packers? <sighs> I.e., do you see Aaron Rodgers potentially finishing his career in another jersey? Bum, bum, Could bum. he do a Peyton Manning and end up, if let's say the Packers, who, no disrespect, Tim Boyle, you're not the heir apparent, but what if in three years the Packers fall into another Aaron Rodgers? Or what if they have a terrible season and fall into a top-five draft pick and they draft his replacement and Aaron Rodgers at 39 or 40 says, I'm not done yet. And the Packers, just like they did with Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, say, well, we're moving on. Is the question, does Aaron Rodgers win another Super Bowl? Or is the question, does Aaron Rodgers win another well, Super Bowl with the Packers? Or do they go hand in hand? Do you not see Rodgers? Even though it happened with Favre. Even though it happened with Manning. Hell, it happened with Joe Montana. Some people say it might happen with Brady. You're not going to see Rodgers finish out his career in anything other than a Packer uniform. What do you think is more likely to happen? Aaron Rodgers pulls a Brett Favre and retires one day, unretires the next, retires one day, unretires the next. I think he kind of learned when he was sitting and waiting, laying in the back that, dude, don't do something like that. Or, God forbid, an injury happens, i.e. like a Peyton Manning where the Colts had to move on. Right. Or what if an injury happens? Because I think we can agree if Rodgers doesn't play for a year, they're going to be pretty bad. What if... God forbid, Rodgers in two years tears an ACL in week two and the Packers end up going 4-12 and 12 and end up with a top-five pick. And there are five mm. potential first-round quarterbacks. And the Packers don't want to be done with Aaron Rodgers, but have a the heir apparent sitting there and they have the third pick. And Rodgers is at that point 38-39. And the Packers say, <laughs> look, we, we have to go with the—you're done. Then does Rodgers at that point say— well, I'm not done playing yet. Then fine, I'll go to wherever. At that point, Brady probably is retired. Maybe Rodgers then goes to to New England. Belichick's still there, and a 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers wins a Super Bowl with the Patriots. Well, I think we're going to start seeing the writing on the wall for Rodgers when the Packers actively start shot, like looking around in the draft Correct. for a, a, a serviceable backup quarterback, one that could be you know given the keys to the Ferrari sooner than later. Tim Boyle ain't it. What's your gut telling? I mean, and this could change. Gut, he ain't going to do what Favre does. Right. Did. I, and he he lived through that. And he saw yeah. it. For, I mean, it was an ugly scene, and and I agree with you, Nelson. Do you? And this changes just going off today, knowing that it could change a million times over the next four years. Could you ever see Aaron Rodgers playing for another team? And before you answer that, think of try to think of what player has ever ended on his own terms. That there's that too. Man, I really can't see him playing in another uniform. But I would have been the same person that told you that when I was. Seventh grade when Brett Favre uh-huh. came back out of retirement. Because I mean, look, Favre, we all did did the and some level. I mean, look, I love Ted Thompson for it, but at some level, the Packers did they completely luck into Aaron Rodgers? And had San Francisco taken Rodgers number one instead of Alex Smith, do the Packers don't draft Favre's replacement? They don't realize that they have maybe the next heir apparent. If 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 that doesn't happen, does Brett Favre retire a Packer? Does he play two, maybe three more years and say, all right, now I'm done? And he rides off into the sunset as a Packer, whereas he left and he did it in spite of he went to the Jets for a year, not because he wanted to keep playing, because he wanted to get back at the Packers and get to Minnesota, but he couldn't sign within the division. So he had to go to the Jets for a year so he could go to the Vikings, right? 
If Aaron Rodgers isn't there, I guarantee Brett Favre plays two more years and retires and it's a happy ending. He left uh-huh. because he wanted to stick it to the Packers, but the rules of the league prohibited him from going within the division. So he had to go play in New York for a year just so just he could wait his turn to, to stick to it the to Vikings. the Packers. Yeah. Well, that was a personal vendetta right there. I Yeah, to say what Nelly said, too, I'd never – I love Brett Favre. Brett Favre. But is that a is that a lightning striking twice in the There's same no spot? There's no way that happens. If you ever see the scenario with Rodgers replacing Favre but ever what, happen again with somebody replacing you, Rodgers? Can you name a player that ended on his own terms on, on the team he started with? John Elway's about it. Barry Sanders. I mean, Jerome Bettis. Yeah, but Barry Sanders, I mean, he didn't, he's yeah, the greatest the, running back, but they never won anything. Then the Steelers win the Super Bowl, and then Jerome Bettis said, I'm, I'm retiring. Yeah. You think the Packers could have. I'm not comparing Jerome Bettis to Aaron Rodgers. I think the Packers could have won a Super Bowl if Ted Thompson didn't push Brett Favre out and he played the next three years with the Packers. Because, I mean, he almost won one. Right. He almost got there with in, the Vikings. They lost in overtime at the NFC Championship game in a game that Brett Favre was so miserably cold, he just couldn't wait to get off the field. They were a 12-4 and four team that year. Yeah, and his and numbers that was, were That insane. was McCarthy's second year. You would think it, yeah. Some of his best numbers ever right. for Favre. Too. If Favre and McCarthy had two more years together, I to Nelson, to your point, yeah, I think they would have been Thanks to a, a lot, Super Bowl. And who th- but who threw the interception? Brett Favre. And who did it again for the Vikings? Could you Brett imagine Favre? having him for three more years? Obviously, Rodgers would still be under contract sitting there. Yeah, Man. but what do you have? By the depth? By no, because remember, there was a pe- – uh, I forget who it was, um, what event it was, but Don the Magic Man Mikowski was literally talking Aaron Rodgers off the edge of wanting, of him, wanting of to, forcing, leave. Of wanting to yeah. leave Green Bay when Favre was Rogers still here. I don't know Rodgers would have stayed if Favre Because we had that audio. We had that – like the magic man got a little sauced up till I forget what event it was at. Yeah. And he started spilling the beans yeah. to all the reporters there. So I don't think Nelson, to your point, yeah, we would you have sacrificed the career of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay for one more Super Bowl with Brett Favre? I mean, that's a that's a great what if scenario. Uh six oh eight three two one sixteen seventy. Eric, welcome to the Joe and Ebo show. Hey, morning guys. How are What's up, you? Eric? What's up, Eric? <laughs> I'll say this. This is what? You're two hundred Gutekunst as yes. GM? I'm telling you here, I think the Packers win the Super Bowl either next year or the year after. And I'll tell you exactly why. As bad as our defense has been the last couple of games in Green Bay, we obviously need help at middle linebacker and we need some speed. This defense is still a hell of a lot better than it was two years ago. Rodgers, unfortunately, suffered under the Ted Thompson syndrome of not building a defense. So if Rodgers does stay, he'll win it with Super Bowl. But I'll tell you what, it's going to be – the finally well-deserved help that Rodgers needs. Rodgers needs a defense. He's going to get his defense. All he's got to do is be average. Bring in another wide receiver, a solid defense, and they're going to win it. But on the same token, I can certainly see Aaron Rodgers demanding elk. I can see the Packers trading him in another couple years. I can see that, too. So, I mean, I know I'm talking out both sides of my mouth, but Rodgers will get another Super Bowl next year or the year after. Thank you, Eric. Thanks, Eric. Uh, and look, the Rodgers leaving, the only scenario I see that happening is if you have the lightning strike twice event where whether they fall into a draft or, you know, they get that Tom Brady day three, sixth round gem that after two years you realize, oh, my God, we, we got a sixth round pick that could be the heir apparent. Like, they're not going to actively search for Aaron Rodgers' replacement for at least two or three more years, I would think. Because if they keep winning, they're going to be picking, like this year, they're going to be picking 28, 29, 30. They're going to try and get him immediate help. The only way they start searching for his replacement 
is if he can't play or they luck their way into some heir apparent. And again, no disrespect. Sorry, Tim Boyle. You ain't the heir apparent. No. Joe, how about this? So we know Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl win. Say he never wins another one. Would you rather have had Brett Favre for an extra three years and getting a question. second Super yeah. Bowl, or would you have Aaron right. Rodgers for fifteen years and getting one? Yeah, it's would you would you sacrifice Aaron Rodgers' career or another one or two more Super Bowls with Favre, who would then Favre. go down not only as the greatest Packer, he'd go down as one of the four greatest players in the history of the NFL. I already NFL. know my answer is Favre. I think most people would pick Favre because he's so beloved. I love that man. Um, but it's like the it's like the modern day comparison, <laughs> Nelly. It's the it's the. The, whose career has been better, Eli Manning or Aaron Rodgers? Eli Manning's only been to the playoffs twice. Both times he won, he won the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers won eight straight years and won a Super Bowl. Who's Who had a better eight-year run? Well, I think, obviously, the the average person would say Aaron Rodgers, numbers-wise, but Manning's got the rings. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's um, players ending on their own terms. Love Ebes on Twitch says, Rob Gronkowski. Gronk. <laughs> yeah, Gronk would be one. That- and then he says, Kelvin Johnson. He lost me on that one. I mean, they were so. I mean, Barry I mean, Sanders and Calvin Johnson walked away, but what did they walk away from? A four and twelve team that finishes in last. Many could every say they year. won by walking away from right. the losers. I mean, would you rather? What would you rather be, Barry <laughs> Sanders right now, or Barry Sanders getting the crap kicked out of you on a four and twelve team? Probably every Barry year. Sanders right now. Right. <laughs> Without um, CTE. And I'm still by. You know, I'm bummed. Sam Congato. Sam, Sam. Con, I mean, did, did Jeff Janis walk away in his own accord? Was he forced? Uh, out? What did he win though? <laughs> No, what I was going to say is I'm totally bummed <laughs> because we had our D-bag vote last week and the climate changers beat Rutgers. I don't know if you guys saw what happened over the weekend. Rutgers had to mea culpa with Greg Schiano and they hired Schiano as their next head football coach. Yep. And I'm so devastated because I thought Brett Bielma had a legitimate chance to become the next Rutgers head coach. So now I got to go back. You were talking about Gronk. Uh-huh. I got my... Brady, Antonio Brown, Gronk, super team that's going to be coached by Brett Bielema next year because they all have the yeah, Patriot I mean, connection. It's, yeah, it's holding on, ain't it? So Brady's going to get forced out. He's going to take A.B. and Gronk with him, you and think, Bielema's uh, going to be the coach. I'm still think, waiting for that. Do you think A.B. is going to play a game this season? <laughs> no. I thought maybe it was looking like it because he apologized to the Patriots and they cleared him, but man, I don't know. So, again, uh, 608-321-1670. Again, the question, do you see uh, Aaron Rodgers playing another Super Bowl? So, I mean, it's a two-parter. Is it Aaron Rodgers playing in a Super Bowl, or is it Aaron Rodgers playing in a Super Bowl with the Packers? Or do they is do they go hand-in-hand, hand or can one exist without the other? What would you do? How would you feel as a Packers fan if Aaron Rodgers did go to another team and then immediately won the Super Bowl? Well, it'd be if, if Brett Favre... I'd like to Favre, ask the Colts fan Yeah, if this. Brett Favre doesn't throw that interception against the Saints in the NFC Championship game, I think that changes everything for Packers fans. Now, it's crazy. We're thinking about this and talking about this as another Super Bowl for Aaron Rodgers, and then people outside of the that aren't Packer fans, like a Bears or a Lions or a or whatever. If you're just a fan outside of the Packers, no matter what team it is, everyone talks about how they wasted Aaron Rodgers' prime and Brett Favre's prime. They wasted their careers. Name another team from the NFC North that has a Super Bowl run the past twenty years. That's won a Super Bowl. Nobody. Exactly. Isn't that crazy? We talk about can they win another one when you have the Bears, the Lions, and the Vikings all without winning a Super Bowl since the Bears in, what, 1985, 86, whatever it was. That's nuts. Well, and again, to that point, though, back to Favre, 
how much does that because look we hated and I, I know I did I have I've forgotten and forgiven Brett Favre and I'm glad he's back you know in the Packer family and making appearances and apparently buddy buddy with Aaron Rodgers and in the Hall of Fame and he's up in Green Bay every other weekend if he completes that pass and the Vikings end up kicking the field goal and go to the Super Bowl and win that Super Bowl how different because the Vikings still don't have a Super Bowl championship so we can make fun of the Vikings how differently are things if the Vikings' only Super Bowl championship they ever got was due to Brett Favre? Well, I mean, do you forgive? Do you do you like Brett Favre today? If yeah. the Vikings win a Super Bowl, if he's the Super Bowl winning quarterback for the Vikings that year, do you still like Brett Favre? I don't. I guarantee. I guarantee. I would never have forgiven Brett Favre if he beats the. Colts. I, I don't think I'd ever forgive him. Yeah, we love Brett but, Favre. And I, Nelson's I asking uh, your same question, Nelson. If that to your scenario, would you rather had three years of Brett Favre? Would you forgive Brett Favre and let him into the Packer Hall of Fame if he had won a Super Bowl with the Vikings? Yeah, just because See, no I was way. also the no same guy way. that was that was hoping the Packers would win, but Brett Favre would play well when they played each other. I forgave Brett Favre immediately though when he threw the interception. That's what I'm saying. Everybody did. I I immediately forgave him. But if he would have not done that, they would have been to the Super Bowl and won it. I don't think I ever could have forgave him. During Thanksgiving, actually, I was talking with uh, one of my uncles, and we were talking about, you know, if everything went correct, how many Super Bowl appearances do you think Brett Favre could have had? And we came up with five. And right now, for Aaron Rodgers, just three. What were you guys drinking? (laughs) Nothing. Really. Food coma. Uh, it's a great question. 608-321-1670. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, go ahead. Just got the text. Zach Halprin going to join us 920. Oh, well, Talk that's Zach's question. All right, so I got our sports director, Zach Halprin, coming up. Glad he's ahead, making a, yeah. an appointment. Nice to give us two minutes heads and heads notice. <laughs> I, I just, I just got the text. Uh, and I do still want to answer this problem on Monday Night Football, which to me, as a football fan, it's a real problem. Vikings or Seahawks? That's probably my... I mean, the Cowboys and the Bears are up there. But my Mount Rushmore I hate does include Seattle and Minnesota. Who do you cheer for tonight? What makes it better uh, for the Packers? Our uh, sports director, Zach Heilprin. Didn't want to confuse you with our Badger Insider, Zach. Both great minds, (laughs) though. Uh, Good morning. Morning, guys. How How uh, how was your weekend? Did you survive that... Did you make it home up in one piece after that blizzard on Saturday afternoon in Minneapolis? Yeah, I didn't come home until yesterday. I mean, it snowed pretty much the entire way back yesterday too. But uh, yeah, it was good. It was fun. That's a those are like, I, I love those games. Oh, with the snow in Lambo a couple weeks ago too, and just yeah, it was awesome. Zach, when you're way back uh, with the snow, did you visit any golf courses on the way or anything? I did not. That's good. Nope, no, made it home this time without uh, finding <laughs> myself on a golf course. <laughs> uh, well, did you did you find or did did Wisconsin talk talk about after the game, Zach? Maybe finding the keys to offense. I, I don't know where that has been with Quintez Cephas all year. I mean, we've seen flashes, but he was obviously the focal point of that game. And now you see uh, the hype and why people are so excited to get him back. I mean, he he was the best player on the field when they were throwing him the football on Saturday. Yeah, it was unexpected just the way that they threw the ball considering the conditions. Um, you know, Jack Cohen said it didn't bother him whatsoever. He it's like felt like we were in the backyard back in Long Island when I was a kid. Um, and, and yeah, Quintess Sebas, they got him going early. I thought that was the key. They got him going early on a couple of slants and finding the ball, getting the ball in his hands, keeping him involved. And, you know, he is, brings as much energy to that team as anybody, especially offensively. So, um, yeah, and then the – I mean, I – 
some, I just sometimes you see the aggressiveness out of Paul Christ, and sometimes you don't, and you saw it on on Saturday. I mean, the throw on first their first possession coming out of the second half. You know, they throw the deep ball to Cephas for 31 yards, come back two plays later and find him for the 47 yarder. That was uh, that was the type of offense that I think a lot of people were hoping to see this year. You know, try and spread te- teams out and throw the ball down the field, and it was pretty. It was pretty on Saturday. Uh, visit with our sports director Zach Kyleprin. So now we get the the rematch uh, is set. Is this one of those Zach? Be, be careful what you wish for, or do you think Wisconsin, you know, is saying, "Look, we get a we get another chance to right what was a terrible wrong in Columbus, you know, a month ago." What do you think the mindset is going into Saturday night? Well, I remember talking to guys after the game uh, in Columbus, and especially Cole Van Landon, the left tackle, and he was talking about, "I hope we get another chance. Uh, I want another chance because." In the, he was talking about Ohio State in general, but I think he was a lot of talking about Chase Young as well and how Chase Young essentially just ruined them offensively. So, the, and, he, and I asked him about it after the game on, on Saturday as well, and he said it's a huge opportunity, it's a huge challenge, but really they have nothing to lose at this point. Um, you know, no one expects them to win. Obviously, the Las Vegas doesn't. Because um, I what, what, what's the spread, spread. now? Last time I saw it, it was 16. 17 and a half it's up to. Yeah, so 17 and a half. I went back through the records, could not find a single game in the last 22 years where they were a bigger underdog. So this is the biggest, you know, deficit they're facing on that on that side of things. So they have nothing to lose. No one expects them to win, um, and it's an opportunity. I, I'll be honest. I don't think um, I, I don't think it's a great. I mean, it's a great opportunity. I don't think they have a, a great chance of pulling it off. But again, I guess anything can happen, and we'll see what happens in terms of them finding a way to to slow offense the thing about ohio state is if you slow their offense great how do you score or if you if you score how do you slow their offense like they're they're just so they're so well-rounded hey rutgers did score 21 points against him zach never forget that rutgers did score 21 points against this defense unleash cone yeah unleash unleash cone assuming he can stay up for more than two seconds (laughs) quick pocket awareness zach i mean obviously wisconsin uses a lot of billboard or uh, bulletin board material because Chris Orr, I want to go back to Saturday real quick, and you had tweeted this out, Chris Orr's comments after the game about Minnesota disrespecting the Axe. Now, Wisconsin obviously gets a lot of fuel from getting disrespected. I guess you could go to that point spread against Ohio State right now, the biggest they've been for 20 seasons. But can you go back to the locker room of what Chris Orr was talking about, saying Minnesota disrespected the Axe over the past year? Yeah, the whole thing about the Axe, it was – that was their off-season focus. It was their, it was the biggest focus going back to winter conditioning, spring ball, summer conditioning, fall camp. The picture of Minnesota celebrating with the Axe in the trophy case where the Axe had been for quite some time. That had been their focus all all season long or all off-season long. Um, and it was also not it wasn't in the picture, but you know, Chris Orr went and uh, had a, had a huge issue with the fact that uh, the way that PJ Fleck really P.J. Fleck, I guess Minnesota, handled the axe this this year. And it wasn't the celebration after the game. That that happened. That's that's what it is. It was the use the using it uh, and renting it out and sharing it, you know, to people. And he thought that they made some money on it. I don't know if that's actually true or not. Um, I assume they, I'm assuming it is. Um, he had an issue with them making money off of off the axe. That's, he goes, it's not a commodity you can just sell or make money off of it's uh it's a special thing and then he also took issue with he called pj fleck essentially a liar 
saying that P.J. Fleck said that Wisconsin only allowed their seniors to touch the axe, which wasn't true. The, only the seniors chopped the goalposts, but everybody can touch the axe. And so there was, there was a, a line, and there was uh, the way it was handled. And so, yeah, he went, off on, he went off on it afterwards, and it was the reason why, uh, instead of just chopping the goalpost, they took the axe to midfield and started using it as, a, as an oar yeah. and uh, started rowing, rowing did, the boat. Did Chris put a stop to that? Minnesota logo. Did what? Did Chris put a stop to them rowing? I thought no. I read a tweet that Chris like came on and said knock, knock knock that off or something, or I just was reading fake news on no. Twitter. I, I mean, I I saw three, All right, cool. three or four guys. Good, I'm, I love well, rubbing it. In. Let me yeah, ask you though. Go ahead, Evo. Well, PJ Fleck said after the game that his team is still you know winners because they're now co-champions of the Big Ten West. What was the PJ Fleck like after the game? I feel like that's a polluted mindset, right? A total polluted mindset. That's a participation yeah. trophy right there. Yeah, what are you doing? Are they going to put up Kobe 10 West champs on the facade? I mean, look, look at the coaches we got on the Big Ten West, Zach. I mean, Scott Frost will have parades and give out rings for fake uh, championships. I'm sure, you know, P.J. Fleck would would join the – it's it's par for the course with Big Ten West coaches. Except for Paul Christ. Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Busy with her. He really does – he doesn't, he doesn't really belong in this division. Hey, no. Worst look, Scott Frost making those rings um, for, what, Central Florida or P.J. Flex saying they're still champions of the Big Ten West? Well, I, just, I don't like P.J. Flex or P.J. Flex. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a tough scene. Uh, visiting with our sports director, Zach Halpern. So now the other storyline, Zach, of, of Saturday night is what is at stake. Obviously a win. It's pretty cut and dry. You win the Big Ten. You're at least going to the Rose Bowl. You hope out just insane hope for the, the playoff, although I think that's, that's out the window. To me, the question is, what if you lose? Do you lose the Rose Bowl? Because as like ridiculous as Alabama or Ohio State getting into the college football playoff without even playing in the conference championship game, I think it's a to a lesser degree, but it's the same principle. I don't think teams that don't play in their conference championship game should be eligible for college football playoff or in this case New Year's Six games. I mean, Penn State sitting at home with their feet up, having some popcorn, watching the game could ultimately benefit from Wisconsin playing. I mean, to me, that's ridiculous. This should be the Badgers are in the Rose Bowl at minimum, and the debate is can they beat Ohio State and then what? Yeah, I think it's a situation where it depends on how much they if, – if they do lose, how big of the loss is it? Because uh, getting blown out twice by Ohio State and a third loss to uh, an Illinois team that is better than we thought they were at the time but still a bad loss um, – how does that play up against Penn State's two losses, which is the number one Ohio State team and what will be still probably top 15 Minnesota team? Those are their two losses, and um, I, it'll depend what the committee thinks because it's all about you know where um, those two teams finish in the rankings. If Wisconsin finishes ahead of Penn State uh, in the playoff rankings, they're in the Rose Bowl. If Penn State finishes ahead, they're in the Rose Bowl. It's not really a decision made by anybody other than that committee. So hmm. I think uh, – I. A three, uh, a two-loss Penn State over a three-loss Wisconsin. I can, I could certainly see the committee doing it. Um, I don't know if it would be fair, but again, I guess I would say don't lose to Illinois. Um, and and we're not talking about this issue, but um, if not, I mean Zach, I to that point, is that will you? I mean, th- will that one we look at maybe five, ten, whoever years down the road is maybe one of the worst losses ever? Because look, if 
if you if you win that game and your only loss is to Ohio State, you could argue that Saturday night, you know, you win that game, you're going to the college football playoff. Worst case, you lose Saturday night, you're going to the Rose Bowl. I mean, is that probably from like monetarily and as far as legacy, will that go down potentially as like the worst loss ever uh, of what they could potentially lose for this season and beyond by that game to Illinois? I have a really long, I mean, I have a really um, long memory with that type of stuff. So I, I kind of think like that loss to Minnesota in 1993 is still up there as uh, one of those worst losses just because Minnesota wasn't very good that year. And uh, if you're 10-0-1 at that point going to the Rose Bowl, maybe you're playing for a national championship. But um, Or 9-0-1 going into, or no, yeah, 10-0-1 going to the Rose Bowl and you're playing for a national championship maybe that year. But, yeah, no, it's it's up there. Look, in the age of the college football playoff, the Rose Bowl and that type of stuff, as is, is hard as it sucks, as badly as it sucks, it doesn't mean as much as it used to. Because right now, it's all about the college football playoff or bust. There are people that will say this is a failed season because they did not get to the college football playoff because they did lose to Illinois. Because they, you know, even if they win the Big Ten, it's, it's not necessarily the best you can be because it's not the college football playoff. So um, I don't know about. Uh, you know, 15 years or 10 years down the line, we're thinking about that Illinois game. But um, it, it is a biggest, in terms of spread, it's the biggest upset they've ever had. Uh, visit with our sports director, Zach Halpern. Before we let you go, uh, Twitter poll uh, that we have up right now, Aaron Rodgers' uh, 36th birthday today. Do you think Aaron Rodgers wins another Super Bowl? And then the follow-up is, is it another Super Bowl with Green Bay or in general, i.e., does he finish his career with the Packers? To both those questions, you would say what? Yeah. Um, I don't think he wins another Super Bowl with another team. Whether he wins one with Green Bay, I will say yes. I'll say he wins another one with Green Bay. But I don't – and it won't happen with another team, but I think it will happen in Green Bay. Okay, okay. And then uh, tonight, uh, I, again, the easy answer is say you cheer for the Seahawks because the Vikings are in the division. That gives the Packers two in hand with four to play. I'm thinking, thinking of big picture, Zach. I'm thinking like that chess game four moves ahead – if Seattle wins, yet, or if Minnesota wins, you know, and you're confident that the Packers are going to beat Minnesota in three weeks, isn't that better ultimately for home field advantage for the Vikings to win the night? Or do you just say, no, keep it simple, Seattle needs to win because that gives the Packers the inside track to the division? It's the, goal, the goal is division, right? The goal is to have a home playoff game, and that's the only way that – do you think they're going to go into Minnesota and win? Is any? I mean, there are a lot of people here that think they're going to go into Minnesota and win. I, I, I think that's a tough place to play. They haven't done, uh, they haven't done it. So I, I would sit there and I would say, you want that extra game so that no matter what, if you win your three of your final four games, you're the division champ, and uh, and don't worry about the rest of it. Well, what about your Wonder Boy, Matt Lafleur? He can get it done, right, Halpern? Wonder Boy. Wonder Man, he's he's forty years old, Evo. Sorry, um, yeah, I like Wonder, how Nelson Wonder, and Evo call him Wonder Boy, and he's older you than both of them. You turned him Wonder Boy. Yeah, you turned him Miller. I'm older than him. I can call him Wonder Boy. I can call him Wonder Boy all I want. Okay, you can. You can also, uh, yeah, I mean, you can call him Mike McCarthy's replacement too. That's kind of what he is. Uh, <laughs> is he highly successful? He has been so far this year. Does he have a street named after him? I mean, he didn't go eight and eight his first year. Does he have a street named after him? That'd be kind of pathetic, does he have right? a street so named in after him? Your final, in, your, in your first year? Zach, does he have a street? You spent a lot of time up in Green Bay. In your first? You spent a lot of time in Green Bay. Does he have a street named I'm after not, him? I'm not good with directions, man. I couldn't tell you what any of those streets <laughs> I'll are I'll take that as there. a no. 
All I know is that nine and nine and three is better than eight and eight. Like he can lose the last four games and still have a and still have a card. guaranteed winning record, Zach. How about that? Yeah, impressive. Great, great work by the Wonder. Does Wonder, he have more uh, wins man. than Lombardi? <laughs> he will, I'm sure, by the end of the oh, okay. oh yeah, he's he gonna gets, be here. He's, has, he's he hosted, has he hoisted the Lombardi hey, Trophy? Ebo, if he gets 15 years to, to you know play with Aaron Rodgers, if he got 15, I guarantee he'd have more I, than one chance. I doubt I'll take the under on that. Yeah, not even oh close. man! Hey, so Zach. You so Ebo, you Ebo, you don't have him winning another uh, Super Bowl. Then no, I, I do. But not with Matt Lafleur. No, I said uh, he's probably this year, next year. Well, we'll then see. Matt Lafleur will have a street named yes. after him because that's all you got to do to get a street named after you. So I think everyone wins. Would Rodgers really last fifteen more years if Lafleur played with him? No, but I'm saying no. I'm saying if he had gotten fifteen years with uh, Aaron Rodgers in his prime, Zach, why do you go down this rabbit hole, Nelson and Ebo, of nonsense? Well, no, no, no. I just look at look at him just twisting and turning. If in fact he does win a championship, Rodgers and Lafleur, all of those arguments that Ebo has used completely go out the window. All he's going to have a named after him. Heilprin. He's going to have a, a Super Bowl trophy. To all I want is for the Packers to win the Super Bowl. We, we got to go. All I want is them right. to hoist the Lombardi trophy. Zach, I love you. Don't listen to them. You fall into the rabbit hole. I you just get said lost I wanted to win the Super Bowl. You said don't listen to me. Wow. Thanks, Zach. <laughs>